Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Oh yeah, one of, one, of the, one of the big ones operating is, people don't realize, it's like, um, there is a a spiritual dimension to depression uh, and uh, a lot of times someone will feel like that heaviness and it's an, an oppressive spirit and it's it's made to like basically like incapacitate you like if you're to the point where you can't pick the socks off of the floor if it's too painful like to just it's hump day yes that means yes it's wednesday we're in the middle of the week and you get your regular dose of M3E. This week I have MR Gorga on, who if you noticed, if you're following the Instagram, he was kind enough to send me an autographed copy of his book, Demons Among Us, which is gonna be the title of, of the show. Wow, I've gotten through a little bit of it um, in, in my spare time. What an amazing book and uh, I have no words yet. You, you, if you go and get it and read it, I know he says the cover freaks you out. It It, it is a little spooky. I'm not going to lie. The, the cover is a little spooky, but man, this guy, this guy's writing style and, and the way he, he uh, 
tells his stories is is amazing and i for someone like me i mean i have to usually get captured right off the bat he captured me so go check out his books i'll put everything in the in the show notes that way you can you can find it mr gorga demons among us i it's on amazon everywhere if you listen to the full episode you, you'll you'll understand having said that go to purepetwellness.com okay enter ghost to check out 20 off your entire order your entire order is 20 off if you enter promo code ghost best hands down cbd company out there for your pets you can use them i, I you can use them on your pets and they work great also shipping uh in the united states domestically only is our conspiracy soap ryan and i teamed up wow well over a year ago and started this journey okay and now it's finally live so go to dangerousworldpodcast.com and you can get a four pack or a single pack of conspiracy themed soap 100 natural made in the usa actually made here in pennsylvania you could eat this if you really wanted to i don't recommend it it's going to taste like shit okay it's meant for the exterior part of your body but it's 100 natural no special ingredients and they don't say this but i say it for them even though they don't probably they probably wouldn't want me to say this but it gives two two middle fingers to dr squatch because this soap lasts two almost three times longer than dr squatch because they do it it, uh, when they make it it's made in such a way that it's not it's not mass produced like dr squatch okay there's different processes for making soap but go to dangerousworldpodcast.com and uh yeah check out our conspiracy themed soaps bigfoot bait invasion mk ultra and I always forget the fourth one. I always forget the fourth one. But that's for you to go and find out. Also, Patreons, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know I'm running a little long on this intro. Patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Sign up for the $3 tier. It gets you this entire episode, the weekly Wednesday episode, in its entirety for only $3. $5 gets you everything else, uh, video, uh full episodes and, and and many more talk at the tavern come on just sign up support your boy here and if you don't want to do that like share and subscribe and share this episode share every episode with your friends uh give five star ratings and reviews if you want to other than that i'm gonna get out of here it's hump day and guess what that means two more days and it's the weekend again so let's look forward to that And wherever you are, stay safe, and thank you for listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, another fun and exciting episode of M3E. Today, I'm joined by M.R. Gorga. Uh, You can go check out his work on Amazon. He has a book or two out there that you might find fascinating. Uh, He originally was on uh, Bizarre Encounters um, when I was still part of that show, and I wanted to bring him on to introduce you to my audience to him. So, Mr. Gorga, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Let everybody know where they can get your book and anything else that you want to plug up front so we don't forget it. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, well, I am the author of a book called Demons Among Us, 
shocking real life stories from the paranormal and you can find that on amazon and uh, uh it's available in uh, print and kindle versions awesome where do you want to start with that um do you want to take any any particular story from there that you you want to start because i don't want you to give your whole book away I, you, obviously we want to tease the audience so they encourage them to go buy buy the book and read it or download it and uh onto their kindle or whatever device they use to uh get the e-file but take it away sure well uh a lot of times i like to start with the uh, uh very first uh very first eyewitness fully recorded uh eyewitness account of demonic possession in american history uh that's usually a good place to start oh yeah <laughs> and uh uh, this takes place in uh, 1671, uh, and it's a it's a it's a story that's kind of been buried in history. But I found it um, the more I dug into it, the more fascinating it became. And that was the um, and that's the story between um, a town, small town, wilderness town, um, <clears throat> uh, the town minister between the town minister and his. 16 year old maid servant uh she was a maid in his house uh for some time and she started exhibiting some some strange signs that made his eyebrows kind of raise and then um so he found it uh strange enough to start keeping a um a journal so he starts journaling in his in his journal all of these episodes that are going on in his home. And um, it, it started out like very small and very subtle, but then it started to escalate and she started showing signs of like, um, you know, supernatural strength, like screaming and roaring through the home and, and overturning the home where, you know, five or six people couldn't keep her down. Mm. And she tried to throw herself into the fire a couple times into the hearth. Um, and uh, so they have some of these very, very, very bizarre, um, very, very bizarre things. He started journaling and there was a blow by blow. So he started, you know, day by day journaling what was happening. So we have this journal. It was the first eyewitness account of demonic possession in American history. It was recorded and he was he was actually recording all of these events because he, he couldn't understand them. And he was trying to ascertain whether it was, uh, whether it was demonic, whether it was, you know, was witchcraft or, or things of that nature. Um, and at the same time, trying to contain it so it didn't get out into the community because in 1671, um, you could have been hung as a witch. Oh yeah. And, 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 and his is, this was a girl that he knew very well. She was part of his congregation. Um, his parents, uh, her father helped build the church or the meeting house. Uh, and so this was a, a, a person that was, he was very familiar with. And, um, and so she's just started exhibiting these very, very, very strange signs. And at the, at the, the end of it all, he concluded that, uh, um, it, uh, it was a, a demonic episode. Now, where was this right around the time or near Salem? Uh, this was in, um, in Boston. Uh, but this was 20 years before Salem. Okay. And so Salem was 1692. Um, and this took place uh, in 1671. Uh, but interestingly enough, um, it was, 
it was this encounter that qualified the minister to be part of the Salem witch trials. So it was like, and he actually, uh, he tried to stop them saying, because what they wanted to do at Salem was they wanted to introduce uh, spectral evidence, meaning basically someone's ghost was attacked, came and attacking me, you know, the ghost of Goody, you know, Goody Osborne came and she's, you know, p- pinching me with needles and stuff of that nature. So, right. and they wanted to uh, introduce the spectral evidence as evidence. And so the minister was arguing this is not sufficient enough to uh, enough evidence to uh, convict on a witchcraft, uh, witchcraft charge, by the way, was a capital crime. This was not enough of evidence to send someone to the gallows. Right. Um, but uh, the but the hysteria was already underway, and so the colony or the or Salem got swept up in this tide of um, of hysteria, uh, similar to if you recall COVID. Everyone likes to think, oh, I, I would never be swept up in that. Yeah. But it happened. In America, I mean, it happened to, you know, it happened during COVID. Yeah, people got swept up in hysteria. Yeah, and and it, so it was like it was that. So that was a similar hysteria that led people to kind of um, throw out their rules or throw out their common sense, and you know, and 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 so and then you had uh, nineteen people of uh, this Salem, nineteen people who were executed, um, and you know, some of them very godly people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, old people, Rebecca nurse was old. She was shocked when they came and told her a couple, couple guys came and told her that so-and-so had, had, had named her a witch. She was, and she was the Bible study teacher, correct? She, uh, she was a very godly woman. Yeah. She was, I don't know if she was the Bible teacher. That's a good question. Um, but when she, when she heard the news, um, she sat down like she sat down in her chair like flabbergasted because she knew what it meant and she's like i'm a gospel woman i'm a gospel woman how's how could this possibly be and she was like in her 80s or something at the time and so and then you have other guys like giles corey who uh they didn't hang but they tried to uh they they killed him by putting you know, rocks on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he, he would not confess because he wasn't guilty. Right. I, I don't and, think a lot of them were, were guilty. I mean, no, if we, they if weren't. we look back at it now, uh, there, there tends to be a link between the grain and the mold and what have you. Could one of them may have been possessed? Um, maybe, I don't know because well, all, we, we yeah, weren't there it, then. It, well, it all st- well, yeah, correct. We weren't there. Uh, I I believe that there was some sort of um, demonic component to it. I believe that it started off with uh, uh, the minister. I think his name was uh, was it Samuel Paris. Uh, I think I think so. Yeah, and so his kids and his kids were exhibiting some very very strange things, and then um, and then they blamed it on Tichova, who was like the Caribbean, you know, like housekeeper or whatever, mm-hmm. who was, she made these voodoo cakes out of like urine uh, to kind of ward off what was ever going on. So she was basically using witchcraft to fight. <laughs> she was using demonic things to fight demonic things. Right. 
And, and wasn't um, she reportedly or supposedly intimate with the with him and might have had a kid or something? I might be confusing two different stories. Uh, I don't know. You're thinking about Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it could be. Or, or maybe <laughs> I could be re- uh, mixing it up with uh, Robert the Doll as well. So, Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I've never came across anything in my research that that tells that he was with you know her in any other capacity gotcha uh and i read the actual transcripts over and over and over and over and over again uh and i never came across anything that 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 said this and and i've tons of stuff i've read from uh the 16 1600s and 17th century um actual parchment so i I never come across anything like that okay and more than likely i'm confusing it with uh what comes to mind is Robert the doll. Now that I've said it, um, yeah. if you're, you're I'm more than likely familiar with that story. I'm familiar, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you start talking on some of these topics and you, you see a lot of similarities that, okay, something kind of happened similar to here and here and here and here. And I'm a, I love digging into paranormal and, and, and all this stuff. So, you sit there and you don't remember exactly where you've you've come across some of this information at times. Well, it's easy to go down so many rabbit holes yeah. and all these little bits of information sort of like lodge in there somewhere, you know. Absolutely. But the but the the story itself is fascinating. It's it's uh in the book it's chapter two uh between the minister and the and the, and his maid. Uh and and it's just fascinating because he tried everything possible to try to rule out um demonic activity right so he had he had the doctor he did everything he could think of to kind of rule this out but in his heart of hearts i think he he knew that this, she was under some uh demonic assault you know she she went through various uh seizures and not just seizures she'd be she'd be frozen up for like for days mm. days on end and um and so it was it was beyond anything at the time and the doctor came and he kind of ruled out all these things like um you know a frenetic melancholy which would have been like deep depression right uh he ruled out um you know uh what would have been like uh, known as like, seizures at the time i can't think of the medical terms at, the, at this moment uh even though i wrote the book but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh so he kind of ruled out all of these um you know all of these medical things and then uh and then there's a scene where uh she goes into a a violent violent episode and the doctor he leaves he says <laughs> he's like this uh this is demonic and uh you know in I'm paraphrasing he goes this is this is because it was beyond him he goes he goes this is demonic and he leaves and he says and call the ministers Ooh call for the ministers because she was continually asking for prayer. She herself knew she was under, under assault, you know, spiritually demonic uh, assaults. And so, and she would always beg for, for prayer and, you know, and, and, and he kind of really went, went at this like very, very prayerfully. This was a very, very godly man. Uh, In fact, he was, um, he was one of, um, he was the, uh, the the president or the the acting president of Harvard, and and his teachings, um, biblically teachings, 
uh, or religious teachings were taught for some 100 years after he died. So this oh, is wow. this is a very, very influential man that we're talking about here. And he, he took it very prayerfully and he took it very seriously and soberly. Uh, and then but he was trying to rule out everything. But at the end of the day, it was she was under demonic attack. And the thing was, did she sign the devil's book or not? Mm. Why was this happening? Did she make a compact with the devil? And you can read about that in chapter two. Nice. Good tease there. I like that. Um, <clears throat> when, uh, what, what, I guess what started your path down looking into this and wanting, what inspired you to want to write a book about? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, Most of the stuff that's in, in, in this book. Well, aside from, you know, wanting to share some really creepy stories of personal accounts and historical accounts, um, which the book, I believe, does does really, really well. Um, uh, I wanted to kind of shed the light on um, I wanted to kind of rip the veil off the paranormal to show what was really happening behind uh, the scenes of the paranormal uh, and to expose those things that may have influence on people's lives without them even knowing it uh, because there's a demonic realm operating and functioning all around us and people don't even know um, the ways that it actually can influence uh, an individual and actually impact our lives and ultimately ruin their lives. Oh, big time. Um, you see, you don't, I wouldn't say you see it a lot, but if you, if you're into watching some of these programs, I'm not going to plug some some of them there's a guy out there in vegas that i just really don't care for anyway um but there are some really good programs out there that you that you watch and you slowly they the family comes on they tell their story and you know they it's usually they move into a new house and maybe one of the kids just slowly starts getting into depression and next thing you know it's full on demonic attack and and trying to basically feed off any negative energy that they can, whether they want to kill the person that they're trying to attach to or just split up the whole family in general, you know, and I I don't know. I've, I've had my personal encounters with seeing apparitions and possibly uh, a skinwalker, you know, when I, when I was younger. So I don't know. I mean, when you witness these things, it, it, (laughs) it adds about a billion more questions than than it does to answer anything that that you're staring at at that moment you're like it, how is this real like you, you know you hear other people or you you've heard of it and then all of a sudden it's happening to you and you're just like oh shit uh am i awake is this a dream yeah it becomes very real you know it's it's easy to 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 kind of put it off like oh this isn't real this stuff doesn't happen but then when it happens to you <laughs> yeah when you have your encounter with some black spirit or demonic entity, um, it becomes very, very real. And you see these people on these shows all the time on, I guess, on the, um, uh, the um, 
travel channel they mm-hmm. have like these ghost shows right and and these people uh they interview these people and it's usually some guy who's like yeah i'm a cop i didn't believe any of this stuff exactly right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden his gun ain't gonna help us yeah <laughs> and he's like and at the end of the day he's like he has no choice but to believe because the experience is so real it's not something you've imagined right yeah and and like like i like i said you you, you don't realize what's going on in the heat of the moment and and you try everything that you can to possibly rationalize That's and make right. sense of it and yeah you, you end up walking away with more questions and and probably a bald spot in your head from scratching your head so much <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's easy to do it's it, again it's like it, again it comes down to it's it's not rational because we're trying to rationalize a supernatural thing Mm -hmm. with our natural um, resources. Right. And so, um, and and when we do that, it's, it's not going to make sense to the mind. How does that make sense to, to the normal into the natural mind? Because these supernatural things and these supernatural, we'll call them beings are beyond our nature. Yes. Big time. And, for for listeners out there that are on the fence if ghosts or demons or any of this is real go with your gut do your own research but when you hear these people come on and tell their stories it, it's no i, I kind of compare it to people that come on and tell stories of having encounters with sasquatch they don't have mm-hmm. anything to gain the only thing they have to gain is people making fun of them or trying to shame them or you know, just pretty much shit on them. You know what I mean? Make fun of them, make them look like crazy people. And, right. you know, they're just, hey, I got to get this off my chest. You know, it's been bothering me. I've, I've held on to it for some, some cases 20, 30 years, and they're yeah. finally just talking about it. And I couldn't yeah. imagine holding on to it that long without talking to anybody. Um, I'm fortunate enough that uh, I did have one uh, attachment, but it never personally, it never harmed my persons. It, it, it harmed others and mm. you know and and luckily i finally got got rid of it and it, it, it you know they always start out as oh look you know it, you think oh this is cool it, it, it's turning the red light green after it just turned red you know what i mean right. you know small right. things like that and then next thing yeah. you know it just escalates and escalates and you're like oh absolutely i'm in a absolutely. world of shit <laughs> yeah i you know i always wonder what like, people ask me all the time will you go on one of those ghost hunting shows i'm like I'm like, no, first of all, like that's, I'm not going to do that. Right. Right. I'm not going to open myself up to demonic infestation. I don't know what happened to these people off air. Right. The, the dreams, the, the horrible nightmares, the massive depressions, like the, I I don't know what these people experience, but if we're tampering with the demonic, uh, there, there's going to be a, um, uh, there's going to be consequence. Like you can't you mm-hmm. can't touch these th- demonic things and expect just nothing to happen. It's it's just it's a given something's going to happen, right? Uh, and so I'm like, no. Well, first of all, I'm like, I'm not going to open that up. And second of all, I'll most likely ruin it because um, because uh, I, I, first of all, I'm a I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and uh, and as a follower of Jesus, He gives power over demonic principalities, right. And he says, I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, which means 
all these demonic powers and various principalities. Um, his followers can have power over them and cast them out. And so I always wonder, I'm like, oh, I'd love to walk into a place and just start casting them out. So yeah. I'm like, I would ruin their show. Right. <laughs> be like, be gone. Like, wait a minute. There's no, there's no lights turning green and blue now. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> is there any other maybe possible stories that you want to share that don't pertain to your personal um, experiences in the book? Or do you want to move on to your personal experiences? Um, well, yeah, let's do the personal experiences because they're, 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 they're kind of fascinating. Yeah, that, that they are. And I, I don't remember if I talked to you before or after um, when I was on uh, Bizarre Encounters. I had went to Gettysburg back in October, and we, we toured the battlefield. Now, I had toured it when I was in fifth grade and what have mm-hmm. you. So it was neat to see again. And then uh, the buddy I went with, we, we did a haunted uh, orphan tour. Mm. I didn't personally see anything or feel anything. Um, others there said they did. I, it was a creepy feeling, you know what I mean? And the story behind it and everything else. Mm. But I really had to put my guard up because I was going into it with, okay, I've had an attachment in the past. Am I going to open myself up for something new to come in? And Mm -hmm. thankfully nothing did that I know of and, you know, had a good time, but you know, personal experiences are the best experiences to tell people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you just want me to start telling the story? Yeah, I got yeah, a chapter. <laughs> absolutely. Cause <laughs> I, right. I, re- I kind of vaguely remember uh, some of the story, uh, that you're going to tell, but I, I, I want to get fascinated again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the stories in the book is chapter, it's chapter three and it's, um, at that time, the most horrifying encounter with a demonic principality or spirit or being, uh, at that time. And, uh, the story um, goes, I had lost my job at a local newspaper and I was living in uh, in downtown city area uh, in Florida. And so because I lost my job, I lost my apartment. And so I moved into a house uh, which was out west uh, from there into a home that a family member had just kind of left or abandoned, basically. Uh, and it had been sitting there for months. And so when I pulled up to the house, um, it literally looked like the Adams family looked that lived there. Um, <laughs> the, the grass was all overgrown and and brown. Uh, this is Florida, so there's a lot of a lot of heat right. to bake the lawn, right? And there was drifts of sand um, in in the driveway, and um, they had there's a fence there, but it was like it was it was all raw no color on the fence just raw wood and it even had a uh, uh a crooked uh the the crooked gate and it was kind of it was just creaking in the wind right in the right. breeze i'm like <laughs> so it was like wow yeah. this has all the hallmarks of a haunted house and so and and to and to boot it had um it was a two-story townhouse and on either side there was these big block windows um you know, square windows that looked out over the property, like these two vacant eyes. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it just gave this ominous kind of feeling like it was the, like Amityville horror in a sense. And so it was like, it had all the hallmarks of a haunted house oh. and it was, you know, it was like, and this is where I, 
was going to um, set up shop for the for the time being. So I, I go in and um, uh, I, I set up shop, and then um, one night uh, I was upstairs, and the, the the main bedroom was upstairs. So I was upstairs, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to sleep, and all of a sudden I smell this very foul odor, mm. like like rotting corpse and um like rotting dead animal mixed with like a gassy kind of note chemical kind of tone and i get up and i'm like smelling around i'm like what the heck is that and so i'm sniffing around and sniffing around and then i go down the stairs and i look at the garbage and there's there's no garbage in there and i look into the garbage disposal into the sink and there's nothing in there and i'm like what's going on and so and then I, I kind of like um, I'm looking and I look up at the air vent and I go, hmm, it's probably coming from the air vent. So I get a chair, I hike up on the chair and I put my face to the uh, air vent and it's blowing out this rot right onto my face. Ugh. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, oh man, but I've smelled, you know, dead animals before and like, you know, the attic and everything, but it wasn't an animal because it had like this chemical gassy note to it sulfurous okay and um and so i get off the chair and i'm kind of suspicious um so i get off and i go to the utility box and i cut off the ac the power to the ac get back up on the chair and put my face to the vent and then now it's blowing out without any chemical and without any mechanical assistance so now it's just blowing out on its own and i'm like at that point, I'm very suspicious that we are now dealing with something highly demonic, right? Right. Like something, something's going on, and this is going to be some night. And I'm like, all right. So, um, and then so finally, I get off of the chair, put the AC back on, and I'm like, you know, I don't know how long that rot was blowing out for, but it was it was there, right? Mm-hmm. And so I go back upstairs and I I try to go to sleep. And it's about three thirty-three in the morning, and I hear something call my name, and it says "Michael." It's like real slow, real creepy, and it was weird because it was sounded as far. It sounded both far away and near, so it's it sounded very close yet very far, like it was spoken from like the back of some cave, and I'm like. Okay, I'm not going to turn over because I don't want to see what's there. Right, <laughs> it's like being back a little kid. You're like, I'm putting the covers over my yeah, head. Yeah, these covers will help. I ain't peeking. <laughs> right, and so, and so I did it anyway. So I, I I roll over and I open my eyes and there's this figure next to my bed, and it's looming over me and it's tall, it's lanky, it's all in black with a cloak and it's got these crooked shoulders. And it's just staring down at me with this menacing, mocking grin. And you can see the eyes, like you see the the eyes, but the eyes were like you could see like into space. Mm. They were dead, dead as dead could be. No light in them, no love in them, nothing, just a dead stare. But this menacing grin. (laughs) And his head was cocked and it's looking down at me. And then... And I'm frozen because because what happens like when you see these these things have an incredible power they paralyze you. Mm-hmm. 
And so I was paralyzed for a second. First of all, it's shocking. And second, uh, first of all, it's shocking. Second of all, it's like they have a power that kind of paralyzes. And so I was kind of like paralyzed for a minute looking at this thing. And, uh, and it was kind of weird because um, it had like a, a long black gown. You've seen these things in the movies, you know, the, right. the black coke with the gown, but it had that, right? And but what was weird? It was a weird thought that I had was because I, I looked at the at uh, the corner of my eye, looked at the bottom of his gown, and the and the gown itself was like um, strips of strips of uh, like black, but but they weren't tatters or anything like that. But they were very neat strips that went back in layers Ooh. almost like vertical blinds if you see the vertical yeah. blinds in Florida and um and but they were moving as if they were like underwater just flowing okay and I was like wow it was kind of a beauty to its movement the weird thought I had in the <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt something on my chest and I looked down and there's a hand creeping up my chest and its nails are like claws and they're they're clawing up my chest slowly towards my throat because its intent was to choke me right or to kill me and um i've had a lot of encounters before but that was the first time i had anything kind of um appear into my physical realm and and i could see it and feel it and touch it it physically touching me as though any other as any real touch and um you know, the nails itself felt like waxy, kind of like, yeah, pointed and waxy. And uh, so that was the reason why it was so terrifying was because that was the first time I'd ever, something ever touched me in that way before. I've had, always had encounters, I'd see stuff and things right. like that, but this is the first time something was physically there and it's touching me and I'm feeling it as it's real as day. And, um, <clears throat> and so when that was, uh, that was the most terrifying experience I've ever had. Oof. I don't even know what I would do in that situation. I mean, you, you, you smell this smell and then all of a sudden, you know, it, you hear this voice, you know, yeah. ring out at three thirty-three in the morning. Oh yeah. Because it's three thirty-three in the morning. Cause the reason why I know that because I had an alarm clock there and then it just started flashing three thirty three. So it's like, I got this thing next to my bed. It's flashing red in my room. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh it's funny that, that, that kind of happened uh, with three thirty three Cause I'm, I'm in the works of doing a, a multi-part series uh, with a gentleman on um, the, like a matrix code um, and, and what have you. And when he, some of this stuff first started coming to him, he saw 333. He'd wake up every morning or every night at 333. He could not explain it. He'd set a, an alarm ahead of time just to see if he would catch anything, making a noise that would wake him up. And it, and it happened for like an 11 months and then it just stopped. But mm. that, that's just, you know, weird. And, and, you know, it plays into the witching hour and the, the, the slap in the face to, you know, you know, Jesus dying on the cross, you know, with the three thirty three and everything. Yeah. And you see something like this and a claws coming up now, did it ever fully get its hand around your neck? <laughs> no. Cause like what happens is like, you you finally come out of like this paralysis. And like I said before, you know, Jesus gives his followers power over these things. And so when I was finally able to speak 
it was it was the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, this thing just it was crazy because it just collapsed. It started folding in on itself like like water droplets. Wow. It's like a like a mist of or like a like misty water droplets. And it just sort of like and it, it just sort of like vanished away like that. It was so weird. And and then boom, it was it was gone. But then I sat up and I'm like, the fuck was that? Yeah. You know? And um you know, but I, I believe what that was was a spirit of witchcraft. Okay. Whether as someone had sent it my way, I don't know. Um, but what I sensed in my spirit was that was witchcraft. Now, did you ever get a, a an explanation why the family members had just kind of abandoned the property and allowed you to move in? I mean, obviously like backing up you you pull up and there's like a thousand red flags right away and you still had the courage to go in you know and 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 set up shop for a little while and you know stay there and you know you start having an experience do you think they had experiences or were they into maybe some dark stuff no no they they were they they weren't anything like that in fact um, it, it, the only, the, the reason why these things happen, uh, to me is because of my stance and, uh, and who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, so whenever you have a powerful stance in Christ, um, you stand against evil, you stand on the side of God, you put a, I put, you know, there's a target on yes. believers back. And so the, uh, the stronger you are in the faith, the bigger this target gets. Uh, they weren't into any anything like that of the sort, and it was, I think, all personally directed towards me. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I probably mentioned this last time we talked. The more, like you said, the more strong you are in your belief in Jesus, and you know whether you people out there believe or not. Even if you don't believe, there's people bit, that have been in situations and, and uttered Jesus' name. And the situation got better. So there's power in that. And when you put a lot of belief in in your faith, you're going to be more attacked than someone that's not a believer because that's where they want you. They don't want you to believe to begin with. So once you start believing and and following the side of good and and the side of light, they want to bring you back. They don't want to lose you. And yeah, you're going to be 100%. heavily, yeah. heavily, heavily attacked. Right. Yeah. One of the other, one of the other experiences I, I talk about in the book is uh, my very first uh, encounter with, uh, with these satanic things, whether it was the actual devil or a spirit, a demonic spirit, I don't know, but it happened. I was a brand new believer. I was a, a fresh off the boat, so to say, um, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about the Bible. I knew hardly anything about Jesus. And this is my first time in prayer. And it was one of those prayers was like, I don't even know if you're a real kind of prayer. Right. Right. Which is a lot of people's first prayer. Absolutely. Because right? it feels so strange. You're speaking to the air. You don't know if anyone's listening, you know. You know? So and so it's about my first times in in, in prayer. And uh, and so I'm. Um, uh, I'm kneeling because I think that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And, uh, 
And, uh, I remember and so, being there. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure anybody who's who, yeah. who's been here understands, right? Uh, and so, and I'm, uh, you know, and I'm praying, and all of a sudden, like, I feel something enter the room, and uh, just a dark, a dark presence, and it's, and it, I feel something come up right beside me, right behind my right ear, mm. and I, I scrunched my my shoulder, kind of like to to shirk it away, you know. And uh, again, I didn't want to look back. I knew something was there. I wasn't going to look back, right? And then I was, and then all of a sudden, right into my ear, a voice spoke, and it says, "You may have gone to God, but you belong to me. Oh, uh, you will always be mine. I will never. You will never get away, or you'll never get away. You'll always be mine." However, he he put it, and and it wasn't um, a hoarse and gravelly voice like a monster like you see in Hollywood. Right. It was silvery and placid and smooth as can be with an air of royalty. And but underneath this smoothness, you can s- sense the cunning manipulativeness behind this this voice. That makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense because yeah. Satan or Lucifer Yes. Led the choir. He had the most beautiful yes, voice in, in heaven and was the greatest, one of the, you know, known to be a great talker and manipulator, you yeah. know, that, that gives the you the term. Yeah. The, the term now, oh man, he, he talks with a snake tongue. You know what I mean? Just who, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that, you know, terms derive for reasons. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like, it wasn't anything I imagined. Right. And it was as clear as, as I'm talking to you. Uh, and that was my, one of my very first times in prayer and that happened. So, uh, you know, and I've been at battle with him ever since. Now you don't have to answer this if you don't want to up until then, what, what was your lifestyle or your, your belief before you decided to, you know, turn towards Christ and, and go into prayer and, and start, you know, following, uh, God and Jesus and the light, were you kind of just like atheist, agnostic, just, you know, I don't know, like the the cliche, living the rock star life, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know? That was about it, actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, I was raised Catholic, but it didn't mean anything to me. Right. Right, it didn't, I was, they were dragging me to church as a kid, and, and my parents were, and uh, it, it apparently didn't stick with it had no bearing on the way they lived their lives either. So it was just basically there was no power to to it. So it really had no bearing or influence on my life. Um, only after I got saved through Jesus Christ did this power come alive in me, um, being saved according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. As the Bible says that we must be born again, right? So it's like once I became born again or be uh, born anew that's when the power came to life inside of me so but i i was raised catholic it had no bearing um and i did i i lived i was a you know i was and still am a guitar player um and uh, i had uh at the time it was i had bands living the rock star rock style rock star lifestyle and you know and a lot of drinking a lot of smoking and all that stuff and uh, but that was it was it was crazy because like when 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 God deposed, deposited the power of the Holy Spirit in me, all of the 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 drinking and the drug use 
um, went away like immediately because the power that he deposited inside of me was so clean and so powerful and beyond anything I could ever put in my body, anything I could ever smoke, anything I could ever drink, any, any, any other drug, anything you could snort, anything of that sense, this power was so far beyond anything I can put in myself um, that it was like coming out of my pores. It was, it's just, it's just this indescribable power. And that stuff went away like instantly. And it's, it, it doesn't happen to everybody because some people have to kind of struggle through like their drug use and things of that nature. Uh, some things remain, you got to work through. Right. Um, but for me, it was an instantaneous uh, deliverance from those things. Now you, you talk about, you know, still playing guitar and, and being a musician yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's funny, like you kind of always hear the rumors and, and, and what have you of certain bands and, and rock stars, you know, Led Zeppelin comes to mind. One of my all time favorite bands out there. I too. And then you start looking into some of the stuff that they probably practiced and you know not not cool you know what i mean and and it kind of it, it makes you rethink and i'm a big tool fan as well and and you get in with danny carey and, and some of his stuff and it's like okay at some point you gotta separate the art from the artist and yeah. I can still sit there and, and jam out to a good Led Zeppelin song. I mean, anytime, anytime a Led Zeppelin song comes on on the radio, I don't care which song it is, it's getting cranked. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I just love, especially hearing Bonzo on the on the drums and, and just the whole mix of how everything just felt so perfectly together. And, yeah. and I don't mean to get off on a music tangent, but they did pave the way for a lot of rock and roll that we hear today well i mean obviously like they're a, a, a phenom they're phenomenal right i mean and, and they're all absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. you know jimmy page is the reason why i started playing guitars in fact i have a 1960 sunburst uh gibson west paul i play because of page nice. right nice and um and so you know i know what it's like to to be a, a very big fan of them i think you know you have to understand though there is a spiritual component behind music mm-hmm. and music holds a power and um and a lot of times there's a you know there's a you know a, a demonic power or there's you know there's just spirits behind it or people are in the recording studio and they're and they're casting spells like onto these records or onto these you know onto this music so that it goes out so it's like there's a there could be a very demonic component uh, to the to the music and there's a time where you know, I kind of had to separate in a sense to, you know, because God knows I love Zeppelin. Right. Right. And, but there's a time where it's like, okay, you, you have to not listen to this for a minute. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, but now I can listen to it, right. You know, any, any, any time and, and enjoy it, but there's a hold that music has and there's a power that music has. That's why you can, you can hear a song in your head and you transport back 20 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, there's a power behind it in this uh, in this music. So, and um, devil and demonic forces know the power uh, of music. It's probably one of the most powerful forces um, that he has because, like as you were saying before, he was um, he was thought or known to be the heavenly choir leader, mm-hmm. meaning that angels sang the devil's worship songs. Right, right before he was 
um, before he was has was fallen, right? And so, um, you know, a powerful leader, and, and, and not only was he a leader, but the, the Bible says that all of his, all of um, God put these instruments in his form, right? It says his form was built with with um, pipes and timbrels, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 not only that, he was um, his his body or his form was was bedecked with with jewels, not like what he wore, right? What his body was, so it was like it was uh, ruby, beryl, diamond, sapphire, um, you know, all the gold, onyx, all of these shimmering jewels. And so when when this being, this angel, we'll call him an angel because that's what he is. Uh, this angel walked the halls of heaven. He didn't just play music; he was music. Mm-hmm. And his form itself was emitting music, and he was also called light bearer because, in the light of God, all of these flashing facets were dazzling, right? And right. he was so influential, and he must have looked so powerful that a third of the angels followed him, yeah, into their rebellion against God to overthrow the uh, overthrow God's throne. And so, um, and but because of this, he was cast out of heaven, but. That's why there's such a a, a power behind uh, the secular music is because there's that spiritual component behind it. And much of it is driven by um, uh, much of it is driven by demonic, demonic powers or you're entering in and entertaining demonic powers. Yeah. Yeah. And what a lot of people, I mean, I'm not going to say everyone that listens to this show doesn't know this, but he was one of the God. He was God's most beautiful angel. Yes, he was. And, and yes. it said right yes. in the Bible. You know what I mean? And that's right. The and way the most, yeah, it's the most beautiful and the most powerful um, um, angel God ever created. Mm-hmm. And he adored him. God adored him. Right. He covered. He was. He said he was the covering cherub, meaning that you couldn't get any closer because he was like the the covering of God's throne. Right. So he sat in the presence of God, which is not an easy thing to do because if you and I were to do that. It would be like you know sticking our you know sticking our fingers in a light socket like it's too the brightness, the love and the power is too overwhelming. It would incinerate us. Right. And so he got to be that near, um, at, to the point where he wanted to be God. So, you know. Yeah, and that, that's where I always laugh when when Hollywood makes him out to be like this horned devil and it red flesh, and it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know where you guys got that from. That's m- more pagan belief, but whatever, you know, go go with your flow there, Hollywood. You know, true, you do. Sure, you know. I talk about that all time on these shows, and I was like, I'm like, he's not. Uh, Hollywood has done a great job of misrepresenting who the devil is, probably right? by design. Uh, Oh, of course. Yeah. And, you know, people don't realize he was the most beautiful angel ever created. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and, and with all supernatural powers, intellect, cunning, like wisdom, like there was nothing that, that, that Lucifer at the time did not have. Now, Lucifer is, is his name. And, but when he fell, when, when, when God kept, you know, cast them out of heaven. He didn't cast them into hell. I just want to dispel a myth here. Um, he didn't cast them into hell. So hell was not populated with 
with uh, these these spirits right now, and he's not ruling in a in a in a lake of fire with a pitchfork because he's not there. Isn't that more uh, Dante's Inferno type of? That's yeah, it's Dante's Inferno. But people believe this; yeah. they don't know this, and this is why I, I kind of uncovered these things in my book. Um, is that he's not ruling in hell. He's not there. He's cast to the earth and cast to the cosmos. He himself considers this his world, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus, when he came, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't fight his authority. Like he, he even calls him like the god of this age, right? Right. And so, um, and, and even the devil thought that um, this was his to give Jesus. Right. He says, I'll give you all this if you just bow down and worship me. Right. And so he honestly believes that this is his domain right. to give. And Jesus is like, what are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is mine. Yeah. But all right, I'll play along. Right. <laughs> nice, nice story, bro. <laughs> right. And so um and so anyway, so he believes that this is his his domain and and pretty much it is because he has says the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, mm-hmm. uh, the wicked one being the devil or Satan or Lucifer. Right. Um, and that word sway is very is is very uh, interesting in the Greek. It means um, uh, the a gentle persuasion. Mm, OK, so the whole world lies under the gentle persuasion of the evil one. Now, um back before covid it was very uh, was not as evidence the 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 level of evil that's functioning and operating in our world today um i think it's 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 very evident now but up until that point it was a very very gentle persuasion to the point like you you weren't able to see it but i think that people are starting to really see things now oh yeah uh i hope um but, but uh, basically up until that time that was the that was uh that was the time everything sort of like got exposed and things started really kind of come coming into the, into the open. But uh, going back to, uh, to the devil, um, his name is, is Lucifer, but he became Satan. uh, Meaning that um, Satan's not his name. Uh, Satan is his character and which describes his, his character, meaning, um, uh, deceiver, supplanter, mm-hmm. um, you know, and all those the manipulator or whatever, but it just, it, it means uh, th- that's a title that was given to him after the fall. It, I, I, I think, and I've said this in the past COVID, I think hap- it did happen for a reason. I think it happening w- and I'm kind of drawn on saying this, but it happened for a good reason, if that makes sense, because it did wake a lot of people up that were kind of like not sure if they wanted to wake up or their eyes were just kind of starting to wonder, but you know they just never had the time or whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom, lockdowns came and everybody just, they had no other... Th- things to do other than either watch tv or or, hey let's go down this rabbit hole or this rabbit hole and then Mm -hmm. all this stuff started coming to light you started really seeing how evil the uh the elite and you know the powers to be that actually govern this whole entire 
planet that we live on or in and what have you the president of the united states isn't in charge of the uh the united states uh there's someone else higher than than him calling the shots and that goes for every form of government around the world yeah and at the end of the day it's not backed by good it's backed by evil right they're all well they're all pawns okay? mm-hmm. so they're um whether knowingly or unknowingly they are uh, if you're not under the government of god and if you're not under the government of jesus christ you are under the government of satan right and you function in his principles whether you know it or not now there are people in high government who know or do it and knowingly and willingly and then you get these useful idiots who just don't know they're just kind of going along with things right not knowing that they're being guided themselves by the principles of evil and of satan uh and, and of the devil right promoting his causes um, and uh, executing his ideas and things of that nature. Um, the Bible says that um, uh, says we, we don't wrestle or we don't fight against um, carnal powers or fleshly powers, but we, we fight against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. Right. And that spiritual wickedness in high places means it's not that it's, it's high in the, That shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I'll take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it We batshit what we read in the covenant It's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap in the pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this They bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. 
And that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last snug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.